Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing wide receiver prospects, but some sleepers. Who should you know beyond day one of the draft? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up for a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is letting you turn $1 into $100 in free bets if a quarterback is selected first overall this Thursday night. Don't forget, enter code PFF during sign-up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or West Virginia only, new customers only, winnings paid out in free bets, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, the draft is right around the corner. It's tomorrow night, and we're talking wide receivers today. We know about the big three, all expected to go in the first round. You have guys like Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore potentially going in the first. But what about a little bit later in the draft? Who's your favorite draft sleeper at wide receiver? Yeah, it's funny. You look down this list of wide receivers, and it's insane how small this group is. There's so many undersized guys in this draft class. I think you're going to see a couple of the bigger wide receivers get pushed up draft boards simply because they're the only people in this draft with any kind of size. So Michigan's Nico Collins, um, I think you're definitely going to see Terrace Marshall go in the first round because of that. There's a couple of guys I think that are going to get pushed up because of that, but I think some of these undersized guys can definitely play, and I really like the games of a couple of them. Um, Jalen Darden is one of my favorite players in this entire draft. Where he's from North Texas, yeah. um, just has incredible playmaking skills, real speed, quick feet, um, better ball skills, I think, than the other sort of fast, small receivers of whom there's a, a big group, I think, in these these mid-rounds. But he's got, you know, the kind of quickness and footwork to avoid press coverage. I don't think he'll play much on the outside just because of his size. But, you know, he's got that kind of skill set. I, I really like his play. And then Dwayne Eskridge, I think, is another guy um, who's got definite skills as well. Really fast, though, you know, not not quite as blazing as some of the other receivers. Again, great great quickness and, and feet at the line of scrimmage can get going against physical corners. I don't love his ball skills, though, compared with a guy like Darden. I think that's the thing that really lets him down. Doesn't have great hands, has a, a bunch of concentration drops in there, doesn't excel at the catch point, but is really good in terms of getting open and, and giving his receiver a really good place to go with the ball. Yeah, Eskrich is at 164 on the PFF draft board. I think the ball skills issue is part of the reason why he's down there. He did create a lot of buzz at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Jalen Dardo's at at 79 on our board. And I'm going to go with a name that's in a similar range. It's Cade Johnson, um, right around top 10 as far as receiver prospects go for us. He's out of South Dakota State. And usually, you know, you can have some biases against small school guys. But if you're looking at a a small school player, you need high-end production just to just to kick things off right you should at least be dominating at that level and we did see that from k johnson 2018 88 grade 2019 85 grade and then the big test for the small school guys is going to the senior bowl and that's the beauty of the pff draft guide all a part of pff edge which by the way is 30 percent off if you use the promo code draft 30 right now 30 percent off go get the draft guide Go check out the Senior Bowl section and check out Cade Johnson, the highest graded receiver in one-on-ones. And you know, Sam, when you're watching an FCS game, you, you see the speed of Cade Johnson, and he's fast. He was faster than everybody. Uh, you know, he ran in the four fours, 
but you want to see him against better competition and getting to see him go to the senior bowl. He's a pretty good route. He does everything pretty well. Route runner, good ball skills, definitely has a good burst off the line, but you didn't get to see him play a lot of press at all in college. Didn't face press only 61 snaps across his last two seasons. But when you go to the senior bowl and they, you know, guys produce, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a huge factor in their evaluation. Yeah, and I think, you know, he, he's definitely got skills. He, he, he's another one of those players a little bit like Rashad Bateman, whose listed size was significantly larger than he showed up at once they finally got a tape measure around him and those kinds of things. Um, I think he was listed above six feet and 190 or something and came in just in the tape. That was clearly never the case. Like, you look at him, there's just no way that that guy is that size. Um, and when they actually did measure him, I think he ended up at like 5'11, 180 or something like that, significantly smaller. Um, he reminded me a little bit of Tyler Lockett, maybe a poor man's Tyler Lockett. I'm not quite sure he has exactly the same level of, of ability that Lockett does to play on the outside at the NFL level and win that way. But, you know, he's pretty good at everything. has, uh, again, good footwork, the ability to run routes. It just do- is pretty smooth when he does all that stuff. It is good enough after the catch. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like him as well. He's another guy that I think belongs in that in those mid-round ranges somewhere we definitely are higher on him overall on the draft board and i think uh it sort of deserves to be in that range but yeah he's he's another one of that group of receivers that are all just a little bit undersized all probably primarily slot receivers and it's a case of which guy a do you think will will have the most impact from that spot or do you think can project outside and do a little bit more yeah, and you know, I don't know if you were just copying Renner and his player comp in the draft guide, but he added Tyler Lockett. You said, hey, he reminded me of someone through the years, uh, Kendall Wright from Baylor uh, years ago. Uh, Tennessee Titans was another guy that may have you know come to mind as I was watching Kay Johnson. So uh, he has a chance to be a pretty good slot at the next level. The other name I just want to throw out there that I thought would be a little bit higher coming into the process was Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, a guy that. I know you hate this, Sam, but, you know, if the first thing you say about a guy is he's really good at the catch point and contested catches in my notes on on Wallace, I said he's he's almost comfortable in contested catches, in, in contested situations. He's almost comfortable shielding the corner late and finding a way to make the catch at the catch point. It's It's not the it's not the number one thing you want from a receiver, but man, he made a lot of big plays down the field in the Big 12 because of his downfield ball skills. Yeah, he did. I mean, look, I, I think he's another one of those players that, that graded really well for us and is definitely an option. I, this group, I think it's an incredibly deep group of receivers. I just think that because of the lack of size and a lot of these guys um, excelling from the slot for most of their college careers, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL projects these guys and which ones they think can be viable receivers playing outside and playing at a high level in the NFL. Um, I think that's going to separate whether these guys go in the second round or whether they're going to go further on down in the third, fourth, and fifth. All right, looking at the PFF draft board, there's three, six, seven, eight receivers in the top 40. That includes guys like Rondell Moore, guys like Kadarius Toney. As we always talk about with receivers, it's a different position than others in the NFL, Sam, which is why grabbing a sleeper later in the draft is it's about finding what a guy can do it's about finding a way to slot this guy into your offense and taking advantage of his skill set um, because at other positions 
you can't hide your weaknesses. You know, if you're a corner that can't do certain things, you most of the time you get attacked at the thing you can't do very well. So uh, 10 receivers in our top 50 or our top 40, Dayami Brown at 45, and then there's not another receiver until 71, Josh Palmer from Tennessee. But it's that next chunk of receivers. We have to find what these guys can contribute to your offense. And the one guy we should bring up because he's been a little bit topical over the last couple of days is Anthony Schwartz from Auburn. Um, and his calling card is obviously speed, right? He ran a 4-2-6. So one of those guys who's going to be getting interest because there's a <laughs> there's a two in his uh, in his forty time, and that's that's <laughs> that just gets people right. It really does, and he, I mean he has you know Eskridge is fast, right? But he's fast against a relatively lower level of competition, and I think his shook out to like a high four three or something, which is still really quick. But there's a real difference between that and scary speed, even in the SEC, which is what Schwartz had. And the issue he has, I think, is that. That's almost all he has. Like he's just—he's a four-two guy who actually, to be to his credit, can do a lot after the catch as well. Can move um, well with the ball in his hands. Can make cuts at full speed and cause teams problems that way. But almost everything else required to be a good wide receiver is a work in progress. I think you, it would be the kindest way of saying it. I don't know if he can use his hands during the course of routes. You know, if cornerbacks get contact on him, he doesn't really understand how to get rid of it. Um, he doesn't have a great catch radius, doesn't have great hands, seems to be a little bit robotic in the way he moves around. Ton of schemed up plays, you know, when anytime you have a guy that runs a 4-2, you want to get the ball in their hands as much as possible. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't really love his ball tracking. And I know in some of the, the more advanced data points, he doesn't show up particularly well either. Um, never, you know, earned a particularly strong grade for us. So, He's just an interesting name to bring up because he's a guy that could go a lot higher than he perhaps should because there's a 4-2-6 attached to his name. But it's worth making the point that the data doesn't really say there's any reason for it to happen. You know me, Sam. I love a good speed receiver. But yeah, there is a, there is something that separates Schwartz from, say, some of the other, you know, the Tyree Kills and uh, Will Fullers of the world who do, you know, bring that speed element to, to the table. So only three catches on deep passes last year from Anthony Schwartz. He does the biggest weakness in the draft guide, receiver feel, biggest strength, obviously speed. So certainly a flyer willing to take. It's the NFL draft wide receiver sleepers. Who's your favorite wide receiver sleeper in the, in the NFL draft? Let us know. It's a PFF NFL daily. 